Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Lonely River Lighthouse. I am your host, Jose Solorio. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. So in the spirit of today's episode, I'm just going to get right into it. And uh, today I'll be talking about procrastination. So first and foremost, I think it's very important to acknowledge some of the distinctions and some of the misunderstandings behind what procrastination is. And I think the best way to start that is, you know, something that I read up on and acknowledge and accepted for myself is that procrastination is not laziness. And I'll say that one more time. Procrastination is not laziness. In this day and age, more so now than ever, I firmly believe that we as humans are so overly obsessed with freedom and particularly freedom in our own decisions and the freedom to perform our own actions. And I'm not saying that I'm opposed to that. Those are those are great things to strive for. I believe that we should all be free to do as we wish and, you know, within the confines, of course, of being able to respect others and uh, making sure that it doesn't do harm to anyone. I'm not advocating for anybody to do something radical or anything like that. However, I often think you know, I, I use myself as the example that because I have so many avenues or options that I, I'm sometimes kind of. You know, I'm left easily confused about what is truly a priority. And I kind of think back to when I was a kid, and I'm sure many of you thought about it. You know, you'd watch TV, you'd watch a movie or something like that, a show, whatever. And the situation of a, a kid being locked in a candy store overnight and having that possibility of being able to eat anything and everything you wanted and I remember as a kid I did think about that once where I'm like what would I eat first what would I do first there's so many options you know am I gonna go for the M&Ms am I gonna go for the uh, jelly beans am I gonna go for you know xyz and so on and so forth and wanting to try every last little thing and not even realizing that I've spent maybe the last 20, 30 minutes just trying to decide what what all I'm going to eat and, and giving up that time. And I think that's something that's very important that is very true. And, and well, I'll speak for myself and, and myself that I don't value my time enough. And that's why I procrastinate as much as I do. Um, I think the most recent... I guess the most recent instance of that was in when I started when I was starting my fitness journey. I had already, you know, kind of undergone a similar uh, change in lifestyle a few years back when I was also having some health issues, and I realized then that I was able to lose weight pretty quickly. And um, you know, I was making great progress fairly quickly, and. Uh, and it wasn't very hard, honestly. Once I got started, just kept on doing it. So this last time, or in the last year, when I was talking or thinking about it to myself about getting started on it, I remember putting it off 
you know, day after day after day because I would think, oh, well, you know, I can lose five pounds in a week if I do this. I can uh, get back to getting started in this time because of this or, you know, what have you. And really, it just boiled down to the fact that I wasn't very mindful or appreciative of the conception of time. You know, time is, yeah, we, we've all heard that um, that saying in terms of time is, is priceless. Uh, you know, it's not like money, money you can save up, you can get more, earn more, uh, you know, those kinds of things. But time is something that once it's gone, it's it's gone. There is no getting that time back. And I think more so than anything, it, it starts there with the abuse and as I mentioned, the lack of uh, appreciation for what the conception of time is, what my time is, what time I have on this earth, and what I really do with with all of that. And I'm not saying that you can't enjoy yourself, you can't um, have moments to yourself. I think those are all very important, but more importantly, it's it's the balance overall of not overusing the fact that there is the freedom to do anything I wish um, and really not prioritize, prioritize my, you know, the things that I want to get done in the way they should be done. Something else that I came across in the last few days and reading up in this uh, particular subject was really how limited I've been in my understanding and the distinctions in what motivation is or what it can be. Um, for one, I didn't even know that there were different kinds of motivations. I mean, I, mean, I may have thought about it. However, not to the extent of really determining which each of them are and what uh, characteristics they possess. So, you know, the first one that I had read on was something called extrinsic uh, motivation. And really what it boils down to is, you know, operating out of the space of rewards and punishments. And some of you may know that as the carrot and stick theory. And it was something that was more so the more or less developed to, I guess, force people into performing things that they maybe themselves would not have ever considered doing on their own. And it's not often... I mean, it is something that does provide results, but more often than not, it is not a long-term solution to this. Um, I think over time, the more that we operate out of this space and we do things that we do not want, we're less and less happy. And I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that. And not being happy because we're, you know, we're having to do something because there's a consequence to it. I mean, all things have consequences. However, when I'm operating out of that view of something bad will happen if I don't do this, um, we just more, so more or less feel pressured to do so. And it's very easy to off-put it because it's not something that's pleasant at the time. We're not thinking about this from you know, a very, very possible standpoint. It's, it's just we're only thinking of the consequence, and we'd much rather avoid it. And the second motivation that I had come across was the goal-based motivation. And this one kind of threw me for a loop 
because I guess, you know, growing up and in anything that I've done or, you know, any kinds of trainings that I've done, you know, we've always been told that it's great to set goals and it's still very much true. But I think the one thing out of this that stood out to me in identifying as maybe not being as effective as the last uh, type of motivation is the fact that, you know, we may set goals and once we achieve those goals, that's when we're truly elated. Like we were just over the moon. We're happy. We, we did it. We accomplished our goal that we set and we did it. However, I think on the back end of that, in the back end of that is, you know, it, it's really just in that moment of joy. Like the, there's so many, I know for myself too, where along the process, I'm not really even enjoying. I'm just so focused and dead set on getting this complete. I need to reach my goal. And I'm not really giving it the time or the appreciation to, you know, all the steps that lead up to it. And then once I accomplish it, yes, I'm happy. I did it. And then it's over. And then it's kind of just empty after that until we set the next goal. And then we go through the process again. Okay, well, now the next goal. And now I start working on everything. And I'm just going 110% and driving forward and, you know, maybe not giving any time to anything else in that until the very next moment to where I'm happy again. And I guess you can see why that, too, can also be something that is detrimental to us because, you know, it's just really operating out of like peaks and valleys in, in uh, you know, in our lives that, you know, one moment we're on a big high and then when we're going through the process, it can be perceived as being, you know, in the low and getting things done until we get back up on that peak again. So it's very unbalanced and very well consistent, not very good for us because there's that long period of time between goals that are accomplished and that that are spent really not being happy. And last but not least, the final kind of motivation that I read on was something called intrinsic motivation. I think for me, the biggest thing that it touched on was that it's all about people seeing the purpose in their actions, especially when it has to do with something that we want to do. And more so on the back end of that, too, is it changes the view on those things that we're not exactly thrilled to do. Um, really sitting back for a moment and looking at, well, what is the reason that I am doing this? In summary, focusing on really the journey more so than the destination or focusing on my actions and not so much the results. And the only reason I say that is because I put purpose into every single action that I do. Um, the byproduct of that is that I achieve my results. So instead of stressing so much over getting to my destination or stressing so much over getting that result or getting whatever it is that I'm putting off done is putting that detailed expression of, uh, you know, purpose into every step that gets me there. And it makes uh, getting it complete all the more fulfilling. Another misconception that I learned and was an honorable mention in this was the, I guess, the myth that 
you know, when you've ever heard somebody say that I work better under pressure and really, quite honestly, it's it's honestly just a, a justification of putting things off. Because realistically, when I decide to put something off to the very end, I may complete it. Well, I'm well, actually, I'll make sure that I complete it. But those last moments leading up to the due date of whatever it may be are extremely stressful and are definitely grounds for you know making me unhappy and i'm it's just not a great way to operate in in thinking that i think that uh, that phrase is very destructive and it's really just a justification and something that's masking something bigger in myself and how i manage my time and what's really important to me so just as it's equally important to determine what the root cause and why I may be procrastinating is, I should also look at what is something that I can do to change that. Because I can read all day and up and day and understand things and know things until, but it's not until that I actually make that first step or that change, that shift in how I operate that I've truly learned something. That's something that that I firmly believe and something that I'm definitely working on. So uh, same thing, something that I kind of got off of reading in what I'm doing now and how I'm working on myself to stop the procrastinating is divided into a few steps. So the first step, I have a personal vision of myself. You know, what what is it that I want to accomplish? What is the thing that... I want to get done or need to get done and really envision what it looks like. And I think the second part is probably one of the key, one of the most key points there is what is something that I can do? What is, what is something I can do today? So a to-do list, but a to-do list for today. So splitting things up and splitting portions of what I need to get done into pieces and it, I think that helps quite a bit because I think a lot of the times, too, why I put things off is that it becomes so overwhelming and thinking everything that I need to do and everything that needs to go into getting a task done. And I think that splitting things up over, you know, if it permits a few days, if it's a long term project or within 15, 20 minutes, if it's a short term project, like really just. Um, organizing that accordingly, of course. You don't want to go a few days on something that's due in a, in a much shorter spirit, period of time. So you you, you kind of get me on that. Um, and another thing, too, would just be looking at what are some of the, the habits. Like the, the next step would be making a list of some of the habits that are going to help me um, reach what it is I need to get done. So, for instance, if I have a habit of any time that... I catch myself doing something that I don't want to do. I take out my phone or I turn on the TV or um, start reading on something that has no pertinence or no importance on on anything that I need to get done. Is really acknowledging those and being able to tell myself and have that self-discipline to say, hey, you know what, stop. This is not going to add value. This is not going to help you reach your personal vision of what you decided that you're going to get done. And, of course, it's going to take a lot of practice, a lot of 
uh, mental, you know, hand slapping to, to myself to ensure that those habits are in place and continue doing them. And, you know, the last part kind of made me laugh a little bit, but I had never really thought about even doing is, is having like a meeting with myself. So kind of sitting back, kind of like when you're at work and you know, your boss sits you down and has a meeting to go over your results and, hey, this is what you're hitting. This is what you're doing. Here are some of the challenges and here are some of your opportunity areas is really doing that with yourself. So evaluating yourself, hey, over this period of time, this is what you've accomplished and this is what you have not accomplished. So this is what you're doing great. And this is something that you're not doing great. And I think for like for myself, I'm probably my toughest critic. Um than in far so far more so than any anybody else so it's definitely effective for me to sit back and just sort of evaluate myself and evaluate the work that I'm doing and when I have all of those steps in line and following them consistently is when I see the difference in how I am doing things and getting things done and procrastinating less and less I'm not 100% there yet And I don't think that there will ever be a moment where I don't ever procrastinate. However, my goal ultimately is to, you know, minimize that, not do it so much or do it to an extent where it really hinders the usage of my time and the misappropriation of my time just starts to dwindle and dwindle down to near perfect. I'd be definitely very happy to do that. So this this whole process, this whole episode and everything leading up to this has probably been one of my favorites because I definitely consider myself to be one of the biggest procrastinators out there. And I know a lot of times for myself, um, I really go back to that myth, right, of I work better under pressure. And whether it's work, whether it was school, whether it was something here on the house, um, because I consider myself to be a, a very quick and efficient worker or student or what have you, um, I, it was so easy for me to just leave things off to the very last minute. And I wasn't acknowledging more so than anything, as I mentioned, the fact that I wasn't truly appreciating my time and... I wasn't operating out of a great space of motivation for myself. So I hope that through all of this, some of you may have gotten something out of this. And I know that I have and will continue, as I mentioned, working on implementing those steps into everything that I do and and continue working on myself to really just do better and really manage my time well and have that self-discipline to you know, not procrastinate so much. I'm definitely excited and I am excited for all of you as well. And I've really, really enjoyed this. So without anything else to really add on the subject for now, um, this will actually conclude our episode for today. I really appreciate all of you and continue to be forever thankful to those of you who tune in and listen to me ramble on at times for about 20 or so minutes and just know that you're truly appreciated. So without anything else to say other than 
I hope that you all have a good rest of your day, evening, night, whatever time it may be that you're listening to this. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. So this has been Lonely River Lighthouse. <laughs>